I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. The Nightside Project. Finish the day happy, happy. With Ethan Millard and Alex Curie on KSL News Radio. Welcome, it's the Nightside Project. And Ethan Miller got Alex Curie here with you. And uh, what can I say, Alex? Another week down. We did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're back we... from uh, you're back from a vacay, bro. I'm back from Disneyland. I can, yeah, I'll tell you right now. Man. I I don't know. I don't know if all you. I don't know if all you people <laughs> got onto. <laughs> I don't know if all you people got onto. Uh, you know, there's a million like Disney websites and stuff out there. You're yeah. one of like ten friends that I know that went. Uh, Just in the in this last week, right? And I only have ten. Wow, friends. right? I mean, like, honestly, <laughs> everyone was there. But it was also like, where ra- were you, man? Where it was also you? like, I know that's the thing. It was also radio people. They're like sneaking in, uh, you know, vacation and stuff like right now, which is fine. You know, like it. Look, get it in when you need to. I'm just saying that that it seemed remote. like working remote yeah, this week. It seemed like there were a lot of people who were who were doing the Disneyland thing. So did you see? Did you do mm-hmm. the? Did you see the usual like lots of BYU sweatshirts and stuff around? Uh, no, I wow, didn't. Really? So I looked for that because usually usually it's ah. Cougar Central, right? Because that's how everyone is. Cougar Central. Their, they're doing their signaling. Right? Cougar they're Central. Hold signaling. on, I'm getting that URL. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to mean a lot of stuff. It's going to actually be mm-hmm. a website. A things, you could yeah. you could visit it for a lot of so, things. You know the the but the Cougars are always signaling, right? The Utahs are always signaling via their BYU gear. Okay, uh, but they did. I didn't see very many. You know what I did see? Is I did see a bunch of Utahs going incognito in their forty nine. Oh, gear. oh, oh, yeah. I did yeah, yeah. see a bunch yeah. of that. I saw a bunch of guys. I'm like, you're, you know, look. I'm not saying you can tell, but can you tell? It's like you can I can tell. Right? Yeah, yeah. But not, well, the other thing right? is, I mean, you can see it. It's like what are the Utah? Where are the Utah 49er fans? Where are like the Southern California ones? You get it. Like you see the difference. So yeah. Did you yeah. did you end so, up? Uh, you got the genie pass, which I know was like. So uh, whoops, sorry. Here's what we did. So here, so D- Disneyland is doing this whole other thing, and you're not going to find a smarter company than Disney. Okay, because what they did is they got rid of the they got rid of the fast passes. You could right. go up and get fast passes, and those were yeah. free, right? Yeah, yeah, Just yeah, run the line. Yeah. They scheduled them out, and they were great. You could still so do. They those. got rid of that. Oh, they got rid of it. Well, yeah, yeah. That's they got rid of it completely. And so Disney said, "Well, look, if they're liking this so much, I bet they'd pay for it." Mm. <laughs> I think that's basically how they saw it. And so what? But happened we can't is call it fast only- pass. We can't call it fast pass because we already called it that, and that was free. So we got to call right. it something. So, I don't know. We got to. It's got to be out of the Disney family of stuff. It could be. I don't know. The King Pass. The uh, uh, the Snow White Pass. The Castle Pass. The Castle the Princess Pass. It, it, all sorts of things. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Castle yeah, Pass so actually makes a lot of sense. So it's a genie pass. Okay. It's a genie genie plus. So here's what they do. Now, now the lines are divided in two. <laughs> now the lines are divided in two. Got right? It. There's Got the it. regular standby line. Mm-hmm. And the standby line is just it is what it is. You get on when you get on, right? That's the line where you roll the dice and they and tell says, you, okay, it's right. 60, 85, 90, 120 minutes, however long it's going to be, right? Um, they've got a real clever app that sh- kind of shows you the updated lane times and it was actually overestimated. So in every standby line we were in, they always overestimated it, which was cool. I thought, but, um, so check it. So they have this other thing though. It's called lightning lane and the lightning lane is what you want because they prioritize the lightning lane now, but to get the lightning lanes for the day. It costs you 20 bucks per person per day on top of the regular ticket price. So I looked at that and I was like, you know what? No way. No, nah, I'm going to drop an extra 20 bucks per person per day. Right. Okay. So the first day we were there for three days, one day at Disneyland, next day at California Adventure and the third day at Disneyland. We were there because I'm, I'm already splashing out cash here. Right. And so we go that first day at Disneyland and it is just standby lane hell. And so we said, you know what, let's just try it. Let's just try it. Because what what's, the, what's the real magic of Disney? The real magic of Disney is once you get into the park, you lose all sense of the value of a dollar, right? You just, you just, you're not able to gauge right. it and you And, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a mode we have where we'll, we have vacation spending on our mind where we mm-hmm. go, I'm on That's vacation, right. right? Yeah, this is what this money's for, okay? We've saved this money, this is what it's for. So we got the Genie Plus. And it was incredible because they prioritize the lightning lanes. So you know what we did for that $20 per day per person? Every 90-minute line became a 10 to 15-minute line. It was shocking. That's uh, amazing. So It was crazy. Worth it? So I, I would say that if you're going to Disneyland, I would forego every other expense. So if you budgeted, if you budgeted twenty dollars per person per day for food, give them, give them granola bars and point them to the water fountain. Ethan's like, Ethan's like instead, you know what's funny is I know where the water fountains are. That's the kind of guy mm-hmm. I am. Like I know where to go to Disney where the water yeah. fountains are. I'm all, give me your bottles. We're filling them up. We are and, filling and these things was, up. And that was me the rest of the time because they let like, you hey, they you- let you come in. That's one thing that Disney does is they they're like, look, we're 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 taking a pound of flesh here. You can bring mm-hmm. in whatever food you want. You can bring in yeah, all the you food can bring you in want the to food, the park. Right. But, and, and so that's what I did. Like the next two days I said, all right, we're doing the lightning lanes. You guys, if you want to buy anything, you've got your own money. You know, my sons have jobs now. And I was just, you know what? I'm, I, I'm paying for the lightning lanes. Everything else is on you. <laughs> right. That's my expense. And I'll tell you, Alex, so what, I didn't think it would be worth it. How many days did you it do is that? so worth it? So how many days did you pay for then? Two. Okay, two so then, and that's what, two times uh, so what, 80? So I added 200 two bucks. Times 80? I added 200 bucks. I added $200 to the vacation. Hmm. <laughs> oh, but you know what? For 200 bucks, I got to the front of the you line. You would have spent that the, in just churros. And you would have spent that in just churros. I could have spent that in just I know you told your boys that they, like, hey, bring your own money if you want to buy uh, a, Marvel sh- a Marvel T-shirt in the gift shop that mm-hmm. you get off of the ride with. Did they end mm-hmm. up spending any of their own money at the park? Oh, Heavens no. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what happened, all right? When they're told they it's their money, then they're not doing it. Mm. They would test me out. Yeah, they would test me out. They did this the whole the whole time. I love the idea hey, of them going, what about this, though? Should we get this? Is that part should of the- we get one of these? Well, we I think this, this is kind of a family this? gift. I think that this should be kind of a family 
ice cream cone. The gift of self-reliance. <laughs> So this is how it went. This is how it went. Well, right? you're so tough. So, you 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 know what? No one can say that you haven't enabled those kids. Good job. Good job. Well, I didn't enable them at Disneyland. <laughs> I did pay to get them at the front of all the lines. Yeah, I was going to say, and you that. paid for them to get to California. So that's fine. <laughs> that's right. Um, so they would they would test me over the three days periodically. Hey, can we try this? Or hey, what do you think of this? And I'd say, Yeah, man, you got your own money. Go for it. And then they'd look at it and they'd say, Ah, it's not worth it. Mm. Like you would be shocked to know that basically my kids didn't bother with any treats at all. Hey, so I want to move on from Disneyland real quick because we did. This is now two weeks in a row. We've dedicated way too much time to to Disney Plus and Genie Plus. Okay. We're just giving them free pub and that's what they wanted you to do. OK, yeah, that's, that's what true. they want you to do. So let me ask you about this because the Winter they, Olympics. They owe me. They owe me money. They do Disney owe you money. money they have fired up. You went, and did, you went and did a broadcast at Disney at least once, right? Yeah, I did once. Yeah. yeah, years ago. Yeah, they invited you. They didn't invite me. Just kind of. Uh, what was the? Why was the? What was the reason of that? Was I somewhere else? Uh, They're just no, like we're Kevin only sending just, one person. We're just going to send yeah. Ethan. Oh, I think the idea was because I was going on all those sports trips, and Maybe. he was like, yeah, and he was like, eh, yes, yeah, yes, that, that might have been it. That, that could have been, been the deal. It. Now, because Dis- it's not like Disney requested me, Kevin. No, Kevin no, I know. Me, I'm just right. saying. I remember it being a one of us went and the other one stayed back here. So uh, I want to fire up a little bit of uh, hot Olympics talk, okay? And <laughs> okay. and so I want you to explain to me because I I want to I want I get into the Olympics, I get into all these, and, and you know we have a special relationship here in the state of Utah with the Winter Olympics because we hosted them, and so we kind of feel like, and yeah. it's twenty years on this year mm-hmm. uh, around mm-hmm. this building, there've been like a handful of people who are just rocking the roots berets. That they got yeah. back in two thousand two, if they still work here, and like those the the Olympic jackets and stuff like that. So they're kind of walking around. This is sort of a power play, kind of a status thing, of them being yeah, like, "I sure. covered the Olympics here. That's how long I've been mm-hmm. here." So just don't ask me to zip up this coat. <laughs> so my question is, because it was twenty years ago, right? Uh, my question is, the pandemic games are going on in 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 China, but now mm-hmm. what are we boycotting exactly? Because I know that there's a diplomatic boycott. But I never tuned into the Olympics for the diplomats anyway. What does that mean? I, what, when they say there's a diplomatic boycott, does that mean that we're snubbing our nose at you except for we're sending all of our athletes? Yeah, we're sending all of our athletes to kick your butt. But no one – no one, otherwise no one – There's not going to be a state dinner. Generally You're not hosting a state yeah. dinner that all of our uh, – that, that our little delegation is going to show up for, yeah, like di- diplomatic delegation is going to show up for. That's right. We're not sending any. What kind of a message does that send? Because you. China's just like, I don't care. We don't have to give you any dinner. And then uh, I, I think it's, all of I our athletes are of, showing up. I think it's embarrassing for China because when countries like the United States and others, when they say that, hey – we're sending the athletes to kick your butts, but we're not otherwise sending important people because you guys are murdering your own citizens. I think that's embarrassing because then around the world we have that conversation again of how China is a murderous, abusive, authoritarian regime that, uh, you know, that really should be ashamed of themselves. And that's embarrassing for them. So and Look, it's, and I, I it's know hard. we know that and, I know we know that we know that uh, North Korea is like the worst of like the worst when it comes to regimes mm-hmm. who are kind of like putting their people uh, last. And but the the whole thing was is that uh, what's the uh, what's who who's the who's the guy who's the guy in China now? Xi Xi yeah Xi Jinping. So yeah. Xi Jinping he he showed up at the at the opening ceremonies 
And, like, the performers turn around, they keep bowing, they keep bowing, a bunch of cheers mm-hmm. keep going up, and then they turn around again, they keep bowing to it. It's because they him. know that's, it's, that's what you do when you know that someone can kill you. <laughs> Isn't and get it away sad? With it. You know what's sad no is reason. I'm watching these Chinese athletes compete, and when the guy, and, and, one, and when one of these guys is doing the ice dancing and they fall, I go, oh boy, one of his cousins lost a finger. You know, whatever. The, oh, yeah. Like, there's that part where we really do think to ourselves, they're they're holding they're holding some of his family hostage to uh, be able to do this thing. <laughs> they very well could. It's be. like, it's like what, they're holding these. The, the Olympics have been in all these different places where they can still kind of keep a good, uh, clean eye on their uh, on their athletes. I, I think that being said, North the, Korean athletes still defected during uh, their time in South Korea in Japan in the in the la- in the games in eighteen. North Koreans are going to run for the run for freedom every time they get the chance, and and so it's. But I'll tell you what, they can't run want, from China I, though. I mean, it's not like they can defect. No, in, no, no, inside no. Of China, I mean, in China's China, like, we'll send in you China, back. they're stuck. China will send them back to be killed. Yeah. Um, because that's the kind of that's relationship the kind of, they have. <laughs> well, and that's the kind of government that China is. Gov- China is the kind of government that has no problem with imprisoning people under stupid pretenses and sending them out to other places to be tortured and killed. So that's the kind of that's the kind of country China right. is. But yeah, yeah. Um, I wish that we'd stop hosting the games in authoritarian regimes. I think that we should stick it's to tough. democracies. Well, you know, it's tough. Democracies we have this bad stretch. Po- we have this bad stretch, Ethan, where we have. These games, right? We have these Olympic games, uh, and then we have the World Cup in Qatar next year. Yeah. <laughs> so and you, we had a, and we had the Olympics this in year, Russia this year. Sorry, it's just and, yeah. and so it's so sad. you have this uh, like every I, and maybe the worst of it is Qatar of all these things because this this is one of those countries that hundred percent no one knows that much about, and so that's like powerful for them to be able to kind of do whatever they want, and they have tons of money and and. And, and anyway, it's just one of these things where we have – and it's bad for my personal viewing pleasure. Like I don't – I don't, man, I'm not going to stay up that bit. I love the Olympics. I watch so much of the Olympics. I watch all the Olympic games. I love watching – I am like the biggest fan of this stuff. I was up till super late last night watching curling and watching women's uh-huh. freaking hockey. And you know what? I'm all about it. I, I love the games. Yeah. But there's that part of you too that kind of goes – and these aren't these aren't and no one's in the stands and so I mean we got used to people not being in the stands for a lot of a uh, a lot of the other uh, you know sporting events of the last little while but I just I wondered what what kind of an impact it really makes when we say we're not doing it's a diplomatic boycott but here come all of our athletes and so China just goes we don't care you're still giving us all your athletes you're not boycotting everybody and so just wanting to. I guess because I they don't want to punish the athletes, right? They don't want to punish yeah, the athletes. I, well, but I, I hope all this pressure pivots us back. I think we're finally starting to kind of open our eyes to what's been happening because we we kind of celebrated the games in some very dirty places, China, Russia, you know, all these other uh, areas of the world for the World Cup included. And, and we've seen, though, this has kind of mirrored this kind of experimenting with authoritarianism in places like the United States and Hungary and and other places. And And I hope that we're kind of past that because at the end of the day – you know why one of the problems the Olympic Committee has had is corruption, right? Right. And that makes China and Russia attractive places for to go to the games if you've got mm-hmm. a problem with corruption. So we had corruption here in Salt Lake. We're getting to the Olympics. And you know what happened? There were prosecutions and jail sentences. Okay, You're not going to get that in – you're not going to go to jail for corruption in places like China and Russia. And that's one thing that's consistent with these oligarchs is they – they look to undermine the rule of law. They look to areas where they can be protected by politics and wealth. And there is that kind of – we see that kind of push. We see that kind of big money push 
to disrupt the rule of law to kind of create less friction for illegal activity. I think that's one of the reasons why China and Russia are attractive for these kinds of events is because you don't have that friction. I think that's, and I think that's one of the reasons why places in places like Hungary and the United States, we saw that similar kind of effort to kind of disrupt the rule of law so that there was less friction for big money efforts, you know, so that you could kind of be shielded by wealth and politics. You could be shielded from consequences. And uh, so hopefully we're getting past that and we'll, we'll go back to having the games in places like Norway in the United States in places where we know that the rule of laws in place and secure, that it's a democratic state that's going to be respectful of the citizens and that's going to be a force for good in the world rather than objectively a force for malice. Uh, Ethan, I read this article today here. and it's on essential oils. Okay, mm. KSL.com put it up, but it also it was in the Deseret News. That's where I saw it first. Essential oils conquered the medicine cabinets across the West, but do they work? This is 2022, and we're doing this whole do they work thing. And here's the deal: they start talking about Young Living and DoTerra, each of with each of which do both do over a billion dollars in annual sales, are headquartered in Utah. Mm-hmm. I think they're saying that like, hey, aren't you glad? Aren't you grateful? Like they're headquartered here in Utah, man. But that's more – I mean, I don't know. They, they, The essential oil thing, the whole article was like suddenly essential oils have been popping up in legitimate medical research pre, uh, reviews. It's worth asking. Have essential oils arrived? And I thought Where to myself – Where did you read it? I, in the Deseret freaking news. And they're, mm-hmm. doing a, they're doing a piece basically that goes, you know, the medical industry is also jumping on board with this. Well, the, the so the problem the problem though in the in the industry and this is this it's not is about where, the product it's about how they sell it right it's more about that's right how it's, bad it's the it business is. model I mean <laughs> these these are companies that have effectively with the help of Senator Hatch figured out how to kind of really carefully thread the needle regarding um, pyramid schemes. Oh, it's not and, a pyramid scheme. It is a uh, multi level. Uh, it's a triangular triangle of, shape. It's a triangle of success, <laughs> and, and that's and that's the problem. Have that's you ever have you ever bought <laughs> into uh, not bought it? Because I've never actually bought any essential oils. But my have I ever joined a, a pyramid scheme? No, 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 no. Have you ever like? Because uh, I think we, you and I both. Listen, we 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 worked in an office here. There were people who had like money trees on their desk. They had uh, we had. Do you remember when they paid like thousands of dollars to feng shui the sales area? Mm-hmm. Do you remember yeah, this? I remember that. Our, yeah, yeah. our former oh, yeah. general manager. Imagine how stupid that sounds now. They <laughs> feng shuied the freaking sales area at KSL. <laughs> like I'm saying it out loud now, and I'm going, "Oh my gosh, we That's did the that." Company we were. You know what's for, funny yeah. is that there was there are still remnants of it too. Some of these people have left. These people, some of the, some of the feng shui people. No, some of these salespeople who, by the way, don't. Yeah, come they're in like the anymore. little toads with the coins. In yes, their and, they have all yeah. those golden uh, things around on here. So I feel like that lives in the same area as if you want to buy the person who who you buy feng shui from mm-hmm. or, hey, can you come in? Can we like, I don't know, clear the energy? And, you know, it's some lady from South Jordan who's got like a lot some extra, uh, uh, you know, bracelets on that jingle as she walks through the office. And so she's like, oh, yeah, I feel some energy over here. That's my cubicle. Oh, well, you're going to have some success this year. Yay. Mm-hmm. You know. And I'm going, this is is so funny to me. I've never, have you been a user of the essential oils before and found out that they worked? Me? Are you asking me? Yes. No. Okay. 
I thought maybe no, I, mean, I thought I, you and Emily maybe got into it. Had some diffusers no, around no, no. the house. Oh well, um, yeah, we have a whole other. There was a whole other thing that we did, but <laughs> no. I, look, beyond smelling good, I don't. I wouldn't. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a thing. On any yeah, yeah. Just make it like a super expensive uh, pot puri. Uh, yeah, they they smell cool, but Miller, uh, I've got a Zen headline. I know you, you want to hit his Zen headlines. Boom! Let's uh, let's are, do it. Yeah, what do you got? Are they are they trying to bust down the door of the studio yet? Uh, I keep no, seeing you looking over at the. No, I keep looking at the, at the time. Is what I'm looking at. So mm-hmm. just making sure okay. somebody booked the studio. <laughs> they didn't even ask us if we we're doing the Nightside Project podcast in here. What are they oh doing? Gosh. They'll come in, but they've, I've got three minutes left. A good solid three minutes left. I want to thank uh, Ryan for submitting this. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I want to thank doTERRA, sponsors of the podcast. <laughs> Join Living. our downline. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Go ahead. Ryan gave us a uh, Zen headline. What a shocker. Ryan has changed his Ryan, Twitter handle I know. to and Alex you know what? Curie's unappreciated intern. You'll keep working for free, Ryan. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Interns don't aren't a thing in 2022. We can't invite the, the dirty interns in to breathe their covid it's a bunch of it's a bunch of unvaxxed uh, interns, man, trying to burst the door down, getting this building. All right. What'd Ryan send you? When 19-year-old Dairy Queen manager Joey Prusak <laughs> is serving a blind customer. DQ. Oh, a blind customer. Yes. Yeah, he noticed the man drop a $20 bill. The woman behind the blind man grabbed the $20 bill, put it in her purse. Prusak took the woman aside what? and instructed her to return the money. Afterwards, she said no. The teenager told her, quote, ma'am, you can either return the $20 bill or you can leave because I'm not going to serve someone as disrespectful as you. The woman left. Then Prusak uh, returned to the blind man, gave him $20 of his own money. I was just doing what I thought was the right thing to do. Yeah. Two things out of this story, because I like to focus on this kid, but I also want to just make sure everybody knows this lady sucks. Like, I wish oh, we... I don't want to dox her or anything, but, you know, I, I wish that we knew... I wish we had some surveillance footage of this I lady who sucks. I wish that he would have called the police. Yeah, because, listen... Yeah, it's a, then it's a he said she said, and it's uh, yeah. There's Still. some there's some real pricks out there in the world. You know how it is. Can I say that? Yeah. A you podcast. just did. Yeah, it's a podcast. It's fine. So thanks, Ryan. If anyone wants to share a Zen headlines with us, use hashtag Zen headlines, and we'll use it. Put it on the air. We'll give you credit for it. That's right. That's right. We absolutely will. I have no problem using it too, mm-hmm. unless it stinks. Unless it stinks. And no, you don't get paid for every Zen headline you send in, right? No, that's silly. Stop making those requests. All right. Uh, maybe one day we'll get back to the point where we start uh, making some really good cash on this thing. But today's not that day, all right? Uh, Miller, did you have fun? Yeah, man. I always love this. Yeah, me too. Catching uh, up with you. Every week now we're doing this. We're like being – this is the most consistent this show's been in uh, – Quite some time. Yeah. I had this uh, – this week was my last week on uh, KSL. They they keep saying that this last week was going to be last week, but this week, last week was – so, without what much does that mean? without much fanfare. Well, Unrivaled's not played on KSL News Radio anymore. Oh, they were they were playing it. Right. They were they were still playing it at night. Yeah. So I like we you or I have been on those airwaves basically uninterrupted since 2006. End of an era, my friend. But we're still well, doing this. I, so, <laughs> can I, well, can I tell you something? What? It's, oh, it's actually not going to end. That's true. Actually, that's true. I'm going to be participating, and I still do not, uh, the Sunday not show on a daily as well. basis. Yeah, I'm still... going to be participating on what they're doing next on KSL. Oh, you are? You're one of yeah, those people. I'm, be, I'm one of those people. I saw so. the list, and I didn't see you on there. Maybe they didn't no, want to. I'm, I'm going to be honest. 
Uh, is it a tryout? Is this a tryout? Or you just yeah. No, I'm, I'll just be on there whenever they kind of need oh, okay. need to be on there. there. Go. They've right. got me scheduled up for I think two days over the next two weeks. I'll well, be doing it. So. No, it's good. No, I just I'm gotta have one of in. us. Gotta have one of us. And both of us Look, do a both of us do a financial show on the weekend with different companies too. Yes. So there you go. But here's the thing, Alex. I'm I'm not trying out. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you too. You're not going to have much. You don't have much competition. All right. So there you go. It's a good All thing right. it's not a tryout. <laughs> <laughs> Millard, we'll talk to you next week, man. Download right, the podcast man. for Ethan Millard and Alex Curie. Send it to friends. Tell a friend, teach a neighbor. We'll see y'all later. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.